Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Yesterday I talked about faith and the importance of faith. And it is vital. You've got to believe. Today I'm going to follow that up a little bit. I'm going to talk about what James talks about in the fourth chapter. and talks about faith producing humility. Before I do that, I would want to pray. I want to pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I come to you, asking you to touch lives. Lord, I've just recently heard of some situations in the last uh, several weeks. Lord, I pray you'd be with my neighbor, Tom, who is struggling with this, with cancer. Lord, a 42-year-old man, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch him. Lord, you'd provide a miracle in his life. Lord, I just thank you for him. I don't know him very well, but Lord, you do. And Lord, I think of Susan, who is struggling with breast cancer. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just heal her, touch her. And Lord, that people would gather around her and, and pray, believing that you would touch her life in a mighty and powerful way. I think of Arliss, who just recently uh, was in an auger accident and lost some fingers and has been struggling. And Lord, what a traumatic experience. Thank you that you spared his life. But Lord, I pray you'd bring healing to him and his family and his extended family who are very close friends of mine, God. I pray you'd touch them. And Lord, those listening today that have issues going on, maybe it's a family issue, maybe it's a struggle with a son or a daughter. I don't know what it is, or a neighbor or a work associate. But in the name of Jesus today, bring healing. Bring healing to their lives. God, I give you thanks for this day, and may the Word of God speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Fourth chapter of James. I love the book of James. It is, and I, I always tell you, my, I have a bunch of favorite uh, books, and James one of them. I love First uh, John, as many of you have heard, because First John lays it out very clearly of how we should live. I love uh, books of the Bible that talk about Christian living and gives you great uh, response for that. But there's two, there's two um, passages I want to read today. This is, I believe I'm going to start with the third chapter of James, verses 13 through 18. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show it by his good behavior, his deeds in gentleness and wisdom. Who among you is wise and understanding? Show it by your behavior. We need to show God our love for him by the way we act, by the way we live, being a living witness for him. You want to touch people's lives? Be a living witness that people will see Jesus in you. And when we're not, ask God to forgive us and to help us to move forward to be that. You know, there's times that we get in moods that aren't the greatest. There's times that I get stressed out about some things and I let it affect my moods. I hate that because I want to be I want to be a happy person. I want to be a person filled with joy. I want people to know that Jesus is alive. And people, I can tell you this, they know when I have something on my mind. I had somebody uh, recently just say, you look like you have a lot on your mind. Well, I did have a lot on my mind. They got it correctly. But I want to show them the love of Jesus. Then verse 14, he says, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. The wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly nature demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there's disorder and every evil thing. I'm telling you this, I've seen it over and over in my life, and so have you. 
jealousy, and selfish ambition causes evil. I tell you, if you have any kind of bones of jealousy, whether it's for somebody that has a better job than you, somebody that they've got a, they got a raise and you didn't, you need to get rid of that. If you have selfish ambition and it's all about you that exists, you need to get rid of that and give it to God. We need to be a humble people, allowing God to lead us. God will open doors. God will take care of those around us. We don't have to worry about it. We get into competition, and believe me, you're talking to Mr. Competitive right here. I only coached for years and years and years, and I have tremendous competitive juices. People play games with me says, Pastor, you're awful competitive. Well, I'm competitive. I play games for the purpose of trying to win the game. I don't pray to throw the game. Well, I shouldn't say that because years ago, my, my brothers and I, and I've told you many times, used to shoot thousands of baskets at basketball. And we were all very good shots. And I'm not being arrogant. It's just we were all good shots because my dad made us shoot you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of shots a week. And so all of us, all four of us boys could go out and we could shoot free throws. I've told you before that all of us, I think, have hit at least 50 in a row. I hit 101 in a row. My brother Dave, who's in heaven right now, and, and when he was 60, he had 104 and 110 free throws in a row. I think my brother Dan hit 67 free throws in a row and, and so on and so forth. But I'm telling you something, you know, it's in our lives. Sometimes we get so caught up with, you know, ourselves and and we we need not to be jealous of somebody else. You know, I'm there's people that are sure a lot better basketball players than me. And, and you know, and sometimes you can get jealous because they they did better in a game or whatever it is. But I'm telling you what, God knows our hearts, and our hearts are fixed on him. I'm telling you something, too. If you would practice, like when we practice basketball, if you would practice the presence of God and serving God, if all of us would do that like we do some of those things we care about, man, we'd see the power of God unfold mightily. I want God to use me. I want God to use me and to fill me with his spirit, and I want to certainly live above reproach. You know, like I said, I've never, I haven't always Certainly not always been the best I should be. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life, especially in my younger life, plenty of mistakes and uh, things that I regret. But you can't go back and change the past. All you can do is say, God, help me to get better. Help me to be stronger. Help me to make great decisions. Today, you can make great decisions. From this day forward, you can make great decisions. But the wisdom, this is 17, says, but the wisdom from above is first full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Well, we have a mandate in front of us, and that is to show the world Jesus and to make peace and to show people that we care and that we use wisdom and that we're, we don't have selfish ambition. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you, chapter 4 says. Is it not the source of your pleasures that wage war against your members? Yeah, yeah, pretty much it is. We like the things that pleasure us. We like the things that make us feel good. And you've always heard that saying, if it feel, feels good, do it. And I'm saying, if it feels good and it's against the word of God, don't do it. Avoid the very appearance of evil. You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. And you are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. 
We're talking about faith. We're talking about what faith produces. Faith calls for us to ask and to believe and to trust in him. You wonder, my father used to tell me, uh, my brother Dan said to my dad one time, why do you always give Tom, why do you always give Tommy things and, and I don't, and the rest of us don't get a lot? My dad said to him, he said, Tommy is the only one of you boys who ever asked for anything. Hey, there you go. See, I asked. And that's what the Heavenly Father wants us to do is to ask him. Ask him to help us. Ask him to give us wisdom. Ask him to open up the doors for a job. Ask him to take care of needs. I'm, you know, praying my lovely daughter and uh 25, I talk about a lot, lives in Idaho Falls, going to Idaho State for another degree. She wants to be a dietitian. But I'm asking God to provide for. You know, she's got, uh, now she has to get her master's through this, and so it's, boy, it's several other, several thousands of dollars more. And I'm just praying, asking God to show her grants, show her scholarships, because she has been a, I think she was a four-point student this last term, and, and she graduated the other, the other, uh, uh, for another degree with a 3.8. She's sharp as nails. And I'm just praying that God would show her wisdom of where to look to try to get these grants because I don't want her to go in debt. I don't, I don't want anybody to go in debt. And she is, my daughter lives by Financial Peace University with Ramsey. She lives, she does wonderful for a 25-year-old. But I'm praying that in faith, believing God will take care of her needs. You know, it says you, you ask and you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. That's what some people say. Well, Pastor, I've prayed and I've asked and I've asked and I've asked. Well, folks, there's your answer. Sometimes you've prayed and you've asked with the wrong motives so that you may spend it on your own pleasures is what he goes on to say in that passage. Now, I'm not asking for motives for my daughter that God would provide for her so she'll have money to spend on other motives. But I'm asked so that she can remain out of debt and that God would... Uh, provide for her because she wants to help people. She has such a desire. She loves the, the idea of being a dietitian. It really is a neat occupation. In fact, while she was home on the Christmas holiday, she had her book shipped to our house in Boise. And she came home and she was just sitting at the table reading through her books. And her husband said to her, said, honey, you know, you're not going to have anything to read if you read all these books before your classes. But she's so interested in that field because she wants to help people. And she's watched her dad, I think. And, of course, before I started losing weight, she, I think she thought to herself, man, I could help my dad with his, with his diet, with what he's doing, and give him some wise counsel. I don't know exactly. But you know what? I'm telling you something, people. We've got to pray and believe and add legs to faith. Look for his answers. That's one thing I think many of us do not do. God gives us wisdom. God gives us opportunity. And God shows us a way. And many times we pray for things, but we're not looking for his answers. We're looking for our answers. We're looking for something specific. When God provides something else, he said, this is what I want for you. I'm in that time of life right now. I'm praying about my future. I don't know how many more uh, months or years I have as senior pastor of Cloverdale Church. It's been 31 years coming in February. I don't know what the future holds. I'm open to God's direction. I'm open to what he wants. I don't know if he'll move me out of here or move me into another role somewhere. I don't know. But I know this. I want to follow God. I want to live for him. I want to be open to him. I want his will and not mine. And that's not easy sometimes. But we have to pray in faith and believe. People of God, let's be people of faith. He loves you. He wants you to count on him. Lord bless you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.